It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. Fred Guttenberg has emerged as a national voice for gun control after his his daughter, Jamie, was shot and killed in a mass shooting in Parkland, Florida in 2018. Mr. Guttenberg, thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you for having me. And, and let me first say whether whether people, and this is a politically charged issue, but whether people agree with your positions or not, no father, no person should ever have to experience the loss that you have. So, so please accept my condolences and my sympathy. Thank, thank you. What, what should people know about your daughter, Jamie? My daughter, Jamie, was a beautiful person inside and out who always did right for others. Um, you know, she was only 14, but she was someone who was already dedicating her life to helping other kids who had special needs. She was part of anti-bullying programs because she always wanted everybody who she had the chance in her life to be around to always just be treated well. And my daughter, should she be alive today, would be a freshman in college, living her best life, preparing to become a pediatric physical therapist, and helping other kids or other people who may not have had the same chances in her life. Gun violence did this to our family. Um, as Jamie's voice, and I just kind of to um, reflect on how what you had said before about this being a politically charged issue, it's not. There are folks who are like gun lobby who make it that way, but doing something about gun violence is simply about saving lives. And, and we all should agree we have to work together to lower the gun violence death rate, to reduce the instances of gun violence. And for the rest of my life, that is what I will be doing. And you've been paying very close attention to the New Jersey governor's race. Where, where Phil I Murphy have. has, and, and, and Phil Murphy's been a proponent of gun safety legislation. You've you've stood next to him, you know, at at, at, at press conferences as as he's stood up to the gun lobby. How do you, how do you rate Governor Murphy's first term? Listen, um, Governor Murphy has been a national leader on the issue of reducing gun violence, and and I think when you look at things he's done to keep the citizens of New Jersey safe with other things like COVID uh, and other issues. He's been, he's been terrific that he is a good, decent man who takes his job seriously. And his guiding principle really is what is best for people. we, We see it with, with what he's doing with COVID. We see it with what he's doing on, his efforts to reduce gun violence in New Jersey. I'm proud to know him. And I'm, I'm speaking with Fred Guttenberg, a, a leading advocate of, of gun control in, in the U.S. Uh, Mr. Guttenberg, the governor's Republican opponent, Jack Cittarelli, has said <laughs> right. people people have a right to bear arms. He said he'd lobby for the repeal of the state's ban on magazines with more than 10-round capacities. Tell me, tell me about, for people who... Who are who are as as for people who are parents in New Jersey? What is 
or for all New Jerseyans, what's what's the impact of of this race, the choice between Phil Murphy and Jack Cittarelli, as it as it relates to gun issues? Yeah, no, that's a great question because the, uh, Governor Murphy's opponent stood in a uh, a gun range while he made some of those comments and asked for quote unquote wiggle room, and what he did is he lied. He said, listen, I'm going to lie to you all. I'm going to lie to the citizens of New Jersey about where I stand on this and give me the space to do that. So here is the difference. Um, Nobody's questioning the right to bear arms. So when you use phrasing like that and when you frame it that way, that in and of itself is a lie. There is nobody questioning the Second Amendment. That is a lie. There's nobody saying people are going to be walking into homes and taking away the weapons of legal, lawful gun owners. So when you imply it, it is a lie. The, the, the reality that we have now, and, and I say this to people all the time, I don't hate gun owners. I don't hate the Second Amendment. My father-in-law owns guns. My son has been shooting. But I hate gun violence. And I want to work with people who want to work to reduce gun violence because the next time somebody gets shot, it could be someone you love. It could be your kid, your spouse, your cousin, your friend. I want to work to reduce the instances of that violence, to reduce the gun violence death rate, to reduce the severity of injuries when gun violence happens because the reality is we do have a lot of gun owners in this country. And we need to work to ensure that we do everything to minimize that risk. So when the opponent goes and says the things that he says, listen, it is a lie. I would listen to the current governor whose who's basic premise is, what can I do to save lives? And I'm, and I'm speaking with gun control advocate Fred Guttenberg. I mean, New Jersey's, you know this, I mean, you're... You're originally from New York. You know the area well. New Jersey is a blue state. A Democratic governor, uh, overwhelming majorities in both houses of the legislature. Yet yet the gun safety agenda Phil Murphy has proposed isn't law yet. Why not? Um, You know, listen, being a blue state does not mean uh, everything is easy, right? You have a Senate president who's a Democrat who has been a challenge. And, and I think for many people, they take this issue and they put the needs of, of a gun lobby and of gun manufacturers above the needs of the citizens to be safe. New Jersey is proof that doing something about gun violence does require a bipartisan effort. You know, it shouldn't just be Democrats. It should also be Republicans. And, and my hope, and I know Governor Murphy is working to do it this way, is that you do ultimately get the bipartisan support to continue to do the work that Governor Murphy is trying to do. Listen, he's gotten a bunch of stuff passed, and he's done things where he has shown the importance of tracking where weapons come from, for example, because... You know, that didn't happen before he was governor. And we now know that most of the weapons used in crimes in New Jersey come from out of state. Well, you know what? The citizens of New Jersey should want to do something about that. It's about 80 percent. I think that's what, yeah, what it, it, what it is right said. around that number. You are correct. And I mean, how this is this is being done on a on a on a multi uh, tri, multi branch of government track. So so the attorney general of New Jersey, Andrew, Andrew Brock, he's. 
He's trying to subpoena Smith and Wesson. How how important yeah. is it for the gun industry to be held accountable? Well, listen, I, and I'm glad you asked me that. If I've been asked before, if I could do one thing as a result of what happened to my daughter, what would it be? And the answer is, I want to put those executives under oath. I want Smith and Wesson's executives to explain why they are producing certain types of weapons at a rate far beyond the needs of their defined market, why they are doing nothing to ensure those weapons aren't used on the streets to kill others, why they are taking their marketing dollars and promoting those weapons to teenagers, knowing that teenagers are not even legally able to buy them. I want to put them under oath. I want to force them to answer these questions. That's not requiring any, you know, law change or anything. But if you get them under oath and have to explain this for Americans to see, it'll be a tobacco-like moment. People need to know that these companies are profiting off of murder. People need to know that somebody like my daughter was a cost of doing business for these companies. And we should all work together to ensure that we have more governors and more legislators like Governor Murphy who want to do something about it. I'm speaking with uh, gun control advocate uh, Fred Guttenberg. One of the things we're seeing in in New Jersey is is post-COVID a, a surge in crimes and, and specifically yeah. a surge in gun crimes and, and this this yeah. They're saying this is a, a direct result of people people being inside during the pandemic for so long. What 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 would you recommend government officials do in the short term, like right now, while while we have an an, an emergent uh, situation? What's the best way well, to handle that? Hey, listen, but this it's it, it's actually worse than just a result of people being inside, and it does get to the fact of why elections have consequences and why who we elect matters. Because during COVID, the prior administration unleashed a gun surge on America. When the economy was shut down, the prior administration classified gun shops as essential businesses. So while we were all stuck in our homes and couldn't go anywhere, we couldn't shop, the only types of stores other than healthcare and food related that were open were gun shops. And the numbers of guns sold went up by millions to new first-time gun owners who were going through emotional things, who maybe were locked up, maybe going through economic insecurity. And so we're dealing with the reality of that surge right now. And so we need to ensure that we are electing people who won't impose that kind of danger on our society, but we also need to ensure that we are doing everything we can right now to, to beat COVID back as fast as possible, to invest in the communities that are experiencing the most of this insecurity, to ensuring that those who are out there buying guns are truly legal, lawful gun owners who can pass a background check. You know, we can't undo what happened before, but we have to have a plan now to deal with the consequences of it. And, and I mentioned Attorney General Brock earlier uh, th- yeah. this week, he announced uh, indictments against members of a of a of a criminal ring. They had uh, 
He confiscated guns, illegal assault rifles, uh, uh, ghost guns, uh, large capacity ammunition magazines. Uh, How much of this needs to be fought in the area of of gang violence and and, and large-scale crime rings like this? Well, listen, I, I have often said that our state attorney generals are the most heroic actors in the fight against gun violence right now. Uh, because they are investigating these illegal trafficking schemes, the, the, these groups that are hoarding weapons by, you know, they're buying weapons illegally and then selling them into communities. You have the issue now of ghost guns, 3D printed weapons. And, and so it is a very concerning issue. Um, and our attorney generals are the ones who are fighting this every single day right now. Uh, it's, 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 Yes, gangs are a part of it, but there's well-funded, well-organized groups that are behind much of this as well, who, who, you know, let's face it, the gun lobby, they love this. They, the more chaos and the more violence, the more guns that get sold. So, you know, you know we have a gun lobby in this country right now who, who, who is okay with that. Uh, and, and and we need responsible actors who are going to put a stop to it. And, and I couldn't be more proud of our attorney generals. Thank you. And Fred Guttenberg, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and talking about your, your point of view. And this, this, is, this is clearly going to be an issue in the race for governor of New Jersey. So I appreciate you, you speaking to me today. Thank you for having me. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful weekend. You too. It's my pleasure to have you on. Uh, this is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. Uh, stay, stay where you are. We'll be back to talk about more about regarding New Jersey politics on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.